Well, 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 if it ain't your old pal Jared, Jeremy Mountain here with another episode of Blue Mafia. Welcome back. I guess Josh Allen's okay. Glad we can get over that. We're going to talk about him. We're going to talk a little Dorsey. We're going to talk offense, defense. Probably not much special teams. Sorry. But we're going to quickly go over a few things that the Bills did well versus the Raiders, which did what they needed to do. Ultimately, let's do it against a good team. Of course, on the back end, I'll update you on your home scoreboard. Top five quarterback matchups around the NFL. We'll pick them at the end, but I got the five games to watch. Quarterback matchups, let's go. Well, I guess the doubters can shut the front door because Joshy Boy did what Joshy Boy can do, finally. Would have loved to see it on opening night, but Jets playing with a lot of juice, playing with a lot of predator-type mentality for their quarterback, who went down and will be down. But ultimately, the Bills did on the second game of the year what we hope to see the first game of the year I think that comes a little bit down to preseason but ultimately Josh Allen once again proved that he is the general peppering saucy little passes all day long keeping it in the pocket keeping it underneath taking what the defense gives him not trying to do too much, but doing just enough quarterback play high level. Coaching, thought Dorsey once again proved that he should be the guy that we hope he is. And I think that he can be the guy for Josh Allen to maximize his potential if he continues to work the middle of the field Work the short game. I was speaking with the buddies this week, and when Tom Brady used to slowly choke a defense, there was something about it. And I was playing back then, and I would watch Brady, and when I was younger, I would think, this guy's not even that good. He's always throwing these short passes, but the older I got, the more I learned to appreciate what Brady did, which was a long, slow death for a defense. And that is what Josh Allen provided last week against the Raiders, was a long, slow, python-like squeeze. That's what we need to see. That's what we pay to see. And if he plays like that, the Bills are a Super Bowl contender, and I think everybody knows that around the league. He finally showed us who we know he can be, and ultimately, this week is not necessarily a big game, but there will be another big primetime game this year, many, as we know. That's when we need to see 
the control. That's when we need to see the pace. That's when we need to see the stability that we saw at home at one o'clock. It's clear that Allen plays well at home at one o'clock. And I prefer when they play at one o'clock, if I'm being honest, much like many Bills fans, true longtime Bills fans. Quick shout out to the terrible friends that uh, allegedly knocked over that porta potty that that guy on LSD and cocaine and marijuana and alcohol. What a terrible friend group. No babysitter. Then I hear that the guy actually got his porta potty knocked over. Quick shout out. If that guy's out there, if anybody knows that guy, I'd like to interview him, whether it's on camera, off camera, blog whatever but i need to hear that story and no judgment here this is a judgment free zone but i want to help that kid tell his story because unfortunately he did get arrested and he did fall into a 30 foot pit 30 foot pit naked but go bills moving on i thought the o-line obviously looked a lot better than they did the first week now max crosby was neutralized Spencer Brown gave a shout-out to Kingsley Jonathan for giving him the best scout that he'd ever experienced. Let's hope that Spencer Brown can continue to develop because he's got all the talent, he's got all the size. Does he have the discipline? Does he have the fortitude to endure being an NFL longtime lineman? It does not seem fun. It does not seem easy, and... Mitch Morse is a perfect example of a quintessential longtime good football player on that upfront pigskin. But the power run game balance was, once again, what Bills fans want to see. Ultimately, we need to see it against good teams, and we need to see it consistently. Consistently. Huge fan of Latavius Murray. James Cook is looking awesome. And Damian Harris is looking somewhere in between both of them. He's got power. He's got a little bit of speed. But he hits the hole differently. They all hit the hole a little bit differently. And I think that's really going to help the Bills. As well as all three of them not taking all of the licks. That balance is nice. Tight end balance is nice. Wide receiver balance is nice. It was all balance. And I put a little short out for short in Blue Mafia history, but I had said the Schalt Shakers, Shakir, and Sherfield needed to see the field more. Not a whole lot of Sherfield yet, but Shakir, obviously a big play over the middle in scramble drill. Josh trusts those guys. It's like basketball. He just sees, fires, it's natural. I think Sherfield and Shakir need to see the field a little bit more and more. They're going to switch it up depending on the scheme, depending on who they're playing against. But moving on to the defense, Milano, come on. What more can you ask for from Matt Milano? The guy's flying around. He's setting the tone. He's leading the linebacker group that is clearly the big question mark leading into this and Terrell Bernard big interception made the play made the catch love to see it not a huge fan of Tremaine Edmonds here at Blue Mafia though we respect the athleticism just wasn't always real keen on his uh, 
tenacity and his aggression as that Mike linebacker. And despite Terrell Bernard having a little bit less of that athleticism, I still like his fight. I still like his drive and I still like his aggression. So I'm in on Bernard. The run fit was better. Poyer and Hyde didn't need to do much. Negative yards for Josh Jacobs. Not exactly what they were hoping to do, but Bills knew that they were going to try and pound the rock with Jimmy G, and they put a stop to it. So we'll see if they can continue to do that. But interesting challenges this week. So now that we've covered last week, let's move on to this week. Washington Commanders. I am surprised by how good Sam Howell is. I will be honest. I did not think that he was going to be anything in the NFL. I was a little bit of a skeptic when he was at North Carolina, and it's difficult to play quarterback at six foot, six foot one in the NFL. So, did not think that Sam Howell was going to pan out, but man. This guy's dropping some absolute dimes all over the field. Deep shots, short. He looks like he's been playing for 10 years. We see Purdy with success, another shorter quarterback. Howell's doing a lot of the same things with Eric Bieniemy, with Jahan Dotson, with Terry McLaurin, with Brian Robinson. These are all guys that you're going to hear names this weekend all guys that are majorly respected here at Blue Mafia. Jahan Dotson is a terrific, terrific wide receiver. I really wanted the Bills to draft him a few years ago out of Penn State. He's an awesome player, and they're going to be focused on Terry McLaurin, which you have to be. He's still going to get some catches because he's a great player. Both these guys, Dotson and McLaurin, both just remind me of Bills. Uh, But This defense shouldn't have a problem with this Washington team. I don't think that they have as much physicality on the offensive end as will be needed to do what some teams have done to this Bills team, but there does seem to be a little bit of a different edge, and this is what we're looking for as far as the Bills defense. We're hoping that McDermott being around, being more involved, being more of the figurehead on the defensive end, This is what we wanted to see. We wanted to see a different edge. Keep it up. Now it's about consistency. Now it's about developing this culture into a sustaining, sustainable winning culture, which they have for the last few years. But they're seeking to ascend, and I think that they're showing signs of being actually about this life of being a good team. Now it's about surviving physically until the end of the year and to wrap up the hell hounds to watch for this defense is scary this front four is scary it's going to be a challenge for the offensive line it's going to be a litmus test for the run game and it's going to be another test to see if josh is going to just poop his pants and sprint out of the pocket without really needing to will he see ghosts again will he be calm and stoic like tom the python not sure but a lot of talent on the defensive line montrez sweat 
freak, certified savage. Obviously, Chase on the edge, certified savage. Darren Payne and Jonathan Allen in the middle, both both stalwarts. It's going to be tough to move this defensive line. On the back end, they've got veteran Kendall Fuller. Always liked him. And then the St. Juiced kid is 6'3 on the other corner. And I love big corners. Blue Mafia here loves big corners. So, Bills fans should have a little bit to be afraid of as far as the defensive line goes. But, that being said, this is a dub. Come on. We'll hit you on the other side. I'll give you my final prediction before the game. I like to wait until about hour before kickoff before I give you my final prediction. At Jer7Reg. Follow me on the Twitter. And this week, we skipped it last week, but we are going to do the uh, pregame dump on BlueMafia.com if you like to read. So, do it for the love of the game. Do it for the love of football. Do it for the love of being a leader. Thanks for listening on the other side. As you know, quarterback matchups around the NFL. Let's go. Number one, we got Desmond Ritter at Jared Goff. Desmond Ritter is having a hard time earning respect. Jared here is having a hard time not saying Spencer Rattler every time I go to say Desmond Ritter. So if I do it, sorry. We're not perfect here. We're alone in the lights, in the camera, in the action. We do our best. So if we fuck up, let us know in the comments. Give us some feedback, baby. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what we can do better. Let us know what you want to hear about. We're here for you. Do it for you. Do it for the love of the game. Do it for your love of the game. So I appreciate everybody listening. Ritter versus Goff. This has implications because both of these teams are in a position to make the playoffs in this NFC. It's kind of a weird year in the NFC. It's sort of wide open. There's a couple teams that we know are good. The Eagles, 49ers, Cowboys. Those teams are definitely good, but there's five other spots available, and both of these teams, I think, have an opportunity. The NFC South is sort of weak. The NFC North is kind of weak. All up in arms. So this one has huge implications, and we'll pick these at the end. You can follow me on Twitter to keep me up, keep up on my uh, score, but right now we're 5 out of 10 correct, and 8 out of 10 were all good games. So pay attention. These are all going to be good games. We'll pick them at the end for the parlay of the week. Number two, calling this one the mid-off between Justin Stinky Breath Herbert and Kirk the Pastor Cousins. Not to be confused 
with Father Derek Carr. Kirk, the pastor, rough start, man, rough start. Guy gets all the pub, gets all the love, has a great year last year, comes up short in the playoffs, has a great relationship with the coach, is on the quarterback show in the offseason, everybody loves him, and then all of a sudden, Delvin Cook's gone, and there's no run game, and they're 0-2. Same thing with the Chargers. Everybody talked about them for the last few years. Everybody thinks they're very good. All of a sudden... Austin Eckler hurt. 0-2. Can't get it done. People doubting the coach. People doubting Brandon Staley. So this one's the mid-off because it has implications, but it has playoff implications because both of these teams could be losing a lot of mental strength starting out 0-3, but ultimately one of these teams is going to start 1-2, meaning... They have the first step on the domino that is turning around the season, whereas the other one is like, oh, this could be uh, this could be over, and could be over for Brandon Staley if they start zero and three. Could be over for Kirk Cousins if they start zero and three. So a lot, a lot on the line in that one. Number three, Father Derek Carr. Now my position on Father Derek Carr is always all over the place. Sometimes I can't stand him. Sometimes I don't like him. But I can't deny he's a good football player. He's a good leader. He's a good role model for the kiddos out there. So ultimately, Blue Mafia does respect Father Derek Carr. And he's playing outstanding football right now in New Orleans. Kind of. For him. For his ceiling, he's playing great. Do I think that he's going to do much? Not really. But that team can make the playoffs, and that defense does big things, and there's a lot of talent on the outside. This is one more game, but then Alvin Kamara will be back, and he's certainly going to help out. So they're taking on the Packers, who lost last week. But if Christian Watson can get back on the field... Jordan Love did look good. They lost a close one to the Falcons in Atlanta. Kind of a weird place for them to play. But I still like Jordan Love, and I still think he's going to pan out. He's got huge hands. He's got a beautiful release. And I think that he's going to be a great pro for a long time. And we'll see if we can get Christian Watson on the field after Jer picked him in fantasy. And he still hasn't played. But I did get Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell off waivers to replace um, Cooper Cup, who is still on IR. Number four. This one might surprise you. I've got CJ Stroud at Trevor. I think this CJ Stroud kid might be all right. Texans aren't really going to do much, but this year they have the opportunity to be that team that ruins everybody's season. And I think that they have an opportunity to head into Jacksonville and set the tone this weekend. Will it happen? Not sure. But this Tank Dell is an outstanding athlete on the Texans. And this quarterback looks like the part, unlike Justin Fields. Interesting, he had more 300-yard games already than Justin Fields. That's pretty impressive. I don't care what anybody says. They went to the same college. People say that Ohio State quarterbacks can't play. 
Stroud might have it. We'll find out. Trevor, looking pretty good. It's so weird because I thought Trevor was going to have it all figured out by now, but it goes to show you how difficult it really is to play in this league. The golden boy has looked prominent at times, but at other times he looks like a high school chick playing quarterback. We'll have our eye on that one. And number five, on Monday night, the first game, Jalen Hurts at Baker. Hate to see it, don't you? Baker's out here winning, dubs. Baker's out here winning. And I said it before the year, look out for this team because they have all the talent still and the defense is still tough. And if Baker can figure it out, Playing in Florida, man. I mean, come on. He had to play in Cleveland, but he's playing in Tampa, baby. And he's playing at home against this Eagles team. We'll find out how good the Bucks really are. Ultimately, I don't know if the Eagles are as good as everybody says they are. I know the offensive line is tough. I know that Hurts is tough. They've got all the weapons, but will that team splinter? No more Shane Steichen. I don't know if there's as much creativity offensively from what I've seen thus far, but I kind of have always trusted Baker despite some of his shortcomings, led that team to the playoffs, played on that arm that was hanging off of his body when he probably shouldn't have, but he was just trying to keep his job. Loses his job to the guy that we all know what the Browns quarterback did, but I'm happy for Baker. I'm happy that he's got an opportunity, and I think that he'll prove that his career is not over, and for that, it's impressive. Most guys quit in that scenario. Let's pick these so we can get you out of here. Friday night in the home, dude. I got to get this finished up so I can get a good night's sleep tonight. Number one, Ritter at golf. Ritter at golf. If the Atlanta Falcons lose, Kyle Brandt has to lose his mustache. I think it looks good. I think he should just keep it. Lions are good at home. They did just lose a significant piece on the defense. I, th- I can't pick against run or uh, motorhead there. We're going... Goff. Number two, Herb at Kirk. Man, these are tough. I pick some tough ones, don't I? The mid-off. Let's see. I feel as though the home field plays a role. Herbert never finishes. Can they get up? Both teams can come back. It's going to come down to the wire. Who, Who F's this game up first? Who F's this game up last? I'm going Herbert because I think that team wants to win for Staley, and I don't think anybody wants to win for Kirk, unfortunately. Father Derek, Saints, heading out to Green Bay. I got to stick with Green Bay. When Kamara gets back, though, look out for that Saints team. CJ at Trev. Good story for CJ. Just not enough yet, but keep your eyes peeled on that one because that one could get a little scary for the Jaguars. We'll find out if they've got the grit. So I think that one's going to be close. I could be wrong. I know. It's just for fun. Number five. Hurts at Baker. Baker. 
all day. Baker doesn't lose in prime time. Nah, let it ride, baby. That's Goth, Herb, Love, Trev, Baker. Appreciate y'all listening. Head out to the world's largest tailgate out at Stolat Bar. A nice cause for the Gary Powers Foundation. Coach Powers, I'll buy a ticket. Probably can't make it, but I will buy a ticket. So if you can buy a ticket, get online. Do your part. Thanks for listening. Love you.